I want to start by saying this is heavily race related. Okay. Bad start. And <laughs> bad start. <laughs> they say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to Doubly Negative. As always, my name's Chris. Here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Hey, Chris. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Please notice how I skipped the episode number completely this time because don't know. I did notice. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll hop right into it. Kyle, how are you? Uh, what's going on? Your parent, your family's there. Yes. Yes. So I uh, went to the airport twice yesterday. Mm-hmm. Once to drop Tika off. She's going to Jakarta, which is her family. The end of the Muslim holiday. Okay. And then uh, later on, I went to the airport again to pick up my dad and sister. They finally came. They are here. They're uh, 10 minutes down the road. So I spent the night with them. And then uh, I could sleep there if I wanted to. They have some space in the living room and stuff. But I knew I was going to do the podcast this morning. So came back and uh, I'll go see him again after this. That is commitment because you don't see your family as often as you see me on video. So I appreciate that. That's commitment. Hey, I'm here. I do want to point out that before we started recording, Kyle was like, hey, I'm up. And he was early. And I said I needed to rest my eyes for a few minutes. I set my alarm for 10 a.m. We recorded 10 p.m. And I slept for about 20 minutes later. So I just want to apologize for that as well. The old a.m. p.m. switcheroo, huh? Who hasn't fallen victim to that? I know, but I mean, I've fallen victim to it so many times. It shouldn't be happening at this point. It's probably because I was half asleep when I was setting the alarm, too. I was like, all right, I'll be good. I just right here. So how did you wake up then? Do you have your phone on vibrate or what? Uh, No, I woke up. Michelle sitting next to me like, hey, you said you were recording tonight. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Um, And before I was like, I'm just going to set my alarm for five minutes. She goes. Just so you know, I'm not going to wake you up because mm. she has had issues with waking me up in the past because I don't do it. I don't Meaning take naps. What? I can't take naps. It's sad. So it's a sad reality. You're asleep. You're just done. Yeah. she. I've gone to take like a half hour nap before. And it takes me like an additional 40 minutes to wake up. She tries to get me up. I can't do it. So I guess we got lucky this time. Yeah, like she has video recording me of me having a conversation with her as she's trying to wake me up from a nap, and I'm, I don't remember any of it. I was not awake for it. And I was making stuff up so I could sleep longer. Like my sleep self was saying stuff that wasn't true to lie to her so I could sleep for a little longer. Like what? I think we were going to get food, and we didn't have reservations or anything. I was like, the reservation's not until this time. We have plenty of time. <laughs> and that wasn't true. <laughs> I'm very motivated to sleep when I'm sleeping. Like sleep. Chris is so motivated. He'll do anything he can to keep sleeping. And I wish I had that motivation elsewhere because it is. It's, totally, yeah. yeah. Like I just want to, I don't know. I can't nap. Everyone's like, Oh, 30 minutes. It's perfect. No. If I close my eyes for a little bit, I'm done for a few hours. I'm kind of like that in the morning. Uh, not as bad as I used to be when I was in my 
teens, early twenties. And, uh, I've always slept pretty late. Like I'll go to bed late, like 2am, 3am. And then if I have to wake up for some reason in the early morning, I'm just an asshole, uh, like a really big asshole when that doesn't really fit my personality usually, because usually I'm considerate of people's feelings. I don't want to make people mad at me, but, uh, for example, we'd go on trips with my family and we have something planned for 7am or 8am and they wake me up and I'm just rude. It's like, no, I'm not going. Like we have it planned. We we booked the ticket. No, I don't care. Fuck like, you, like not that. my problem. Yeah. yeah. It it's is like crazy. A totally different personality. It's it's crazy how like lack of sleep or lack of like not lack of food, but you know, hunger can make you a completely different person. Yeah. And it's not like a, a weird thing either. It's very common where you go from nice person to just complete piece of garbage with a slight discomfort hunger yeah sleep deprived all those biological drives are like that yeah and uh i think you and i are fairly lucky to not be so pervy but uh that old radio show i used to listen to opie and anthony they would talk about the perv switch and there's so many news stories of you know the guys in the trains right they start groping women or whatever right these are a lot of them are probably guys with families. Wait, I've never heard that before. Where they just become absolute perverts? People become well, they, they would it was kind of like their term for okay. what happens in a guy's brain. Yeah, but then uh, you went to groping passengers, and I'm like, okay, that's pervy. <laughs> so that that was why yeah. I was like, oh, so it's actually but not just that, but you know, complete douchebag, etc. Yeah, yeah. So all those biological drives, they'll override your personality and make you into just like a zombie craving whatever the thing is. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't help it. I've tried whatever. Moving on. So before your family got there, you were pretty stressed out about a lot of things to get stuff ready for them so their trip would be as good as possible. In hindsight, are you seeing that you shouldn't have been as stressed out as you were? Kind of like, oh, I stressed a little too much over that. Um, I think I wish I was more mentally centered, so I didn't have that talk. But uh, as for what I did and how it came together, I'd say it worked out pretty well. No regrets. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I did have to stress as much as I did to find the place I did and get everything ready. But uh, but yeah, so they got here and I was a little bit worried because I was texting my sister when she got off a flight before we met. And she was saying that my dad was uh, a little irritable. Um, And I already started having these. Negative fantasies of what might happen, like, ah, shit, he's not going to like it here. He's going to be disappointed. He's going to want to go home compare it to everything back home. But um, it wasn't like that at all. I, I think maybe just a long flight had him in a little bit of a mood or whatever, but we got to the villa and they both loved it. Um, their bikes were delivered already. I, I rented two bikes for them. Um, 
there right near the beach. So we went to the beach, took a look at that. We ordered some food, super cheap, but oh, oh, they just kept saying like how awesome it was. And it was, I, I felt really proud, not only to be able to show them uh, Bali, snore, sorry. Yeah, I, I've been sleeping since you started describing the trip. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I told you I was tired yeah. and this is what you start with. Like, count, like get on with it, you know? <laughs> set, set another alarm for 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt really proud to to show them the place that I love, and also that I did a decent job setting it up. So they're uh, they're pretty comfortable here. Yeah, you get that sense of accomplishment too. Like, look what I gave you while you were here. You know, I made sure you enjoyed your vacation. You didn't just go on some vacation and you had to do all the shit for yourself. I had bikes delivered, motherfucker. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's a good feeling. That's uh, that's awesome because I know. If I was in your shoes, I stress out a lot about that. Like, even like, I feel like that's normal though. Like, even people coming over, you get that typical, like, oh, hey, sorry, the house is a mess, but you just spent like four hours cleaning up. Like, it's cleaner than it's ever been. And you have to act like, oh, this isn't how it usually is. So now that's that's you, but on like a whole different scale. Like, you just flew 24 hours. I don't know if that's accurate. You just flew a lot of hours. 24 hours. Got it. Um, to come here i really, really yeah hope, you know and i take like personal ownership of all these things that doesn't make sense at all because i want them to i have this idea like i love this place i hope they love this place i thought i hope they see what i like about it so all these strange things like the way people drive or the roads or all, all these sorts of things i'm like i hope this isn't disappointing them but that 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 part is definitely something I wish I could get better at. That whole mental part, because I, that's just stupid. There's nothing I can do about that, but it's there. I do have a question. Do you find yourself turning into a little bit of a politician, like making oh. things that bother you in Bali that are like kind of annoying and like kind of downplaying them a little bit? Like, for example, the crazy traffic. Like, oh yeah, it's this is going to be, they're doing something over here. That's going to make this great, huge. Like, do you find yourself turning into that a little bit? Yeah, totally. It's hard not to like, Oh, I know this really bothers me. I don't want it to bother them. I want them to see how great this is and not judge it just on that one fact. So I'm going to just dress this up as much as I can. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a politician right now. Yeah. (laughs) That's a funny way to put it. That's the only way I could think of saying it. Politician. Eh. I feel like that's the best way of saying it. I'm not even going to try to look for that. It kind of reminds me of something from my childhood that I think is a nice window into the personality of Kyle. Mm. I'll never forget this. Come on. So we would be at my grandma's house a lot, like my dad and my mom, the family. But then there's a lot of other adults there. And sometimes they would have arguments real or in jest. And I guess I was always trying to make them stop. I was always trying to like resolve the conflict, even as a very little kid. And uh, I think it was one of my aunts that called me the diplomat. Um, I got that nickname as like a eight-year-old or nine-year-old. You're like diplomat. Sure. Don't know what that means, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really hated conflict and I was always trying to say like, no, no, he doesn't mean it. Like I was like apologizing for the other adults to the adults. So that is that does say something 
about my personality. I'm not sure what exactly, but I always remember that. Yeah, I'm sure that kind of translates into you kind of even avoiding conflict in your personal relationships at any cost, probably, if I had to guess. Yes. Yeah, I think I was kind of similar when I was a child, too. I don't remember a lot of my childhood, honestly, as far as like I'm trying to like think of examples as you're telling this story that I can kind of compare it to. And I got nothing. But I kind of remember that being a thing. The human mind is wild i'm like that too i i don't remember a whole lot it's only uh what just happened for example something has to spark yeah another memory that, yes. that's how many general right associations yeah um because there are times just, where i'm like yeah. how the fuck did i just remember that exactly and it's because something happened to trigger that memory and it's like oh shit you know I, I don't know. It seems like that's the only way it works. I mean, there are some memories you can trigger on your own. I mean, maybe not, though. Maybe that's just me consciously thinking they come up naturally, but it's actually sparked by something that happened throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. Maybe I'm just lying to myself thinking like, oh, I just thought of that. Why would I just think of something? Yeah. What's really weird is when you're trying to remember something. And you can't. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it does come. What is that process? I feel like in my head I'm putting puzzle pieces together. Like I'll have this idea that I know I need to get to. I don't know how to get to it. So I'll start thinking of things closely related enough to the situation where I'm like, oh, that's it. There's that one thing that you think of that's closely enough related to that, even if it's something similar but not even what happened. But right. it just triggers that, oh, this is actually what happened. And then sometimes you'll remember it later when you've not when you've consciously stopped trying. It'll be a few minutes later or hours later, you go, Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And that's just so strange to me. And I hate that thing where you're thinking about something and you can't think about it. Like you can't remember it for the for the life of you. And you're like, this is going to bother me for the rest of my life until I figure this out. And then you forget about that, too. Yeah, I, <laughs> if I don't kind of recently. If yeah. I don't figure this out, I'm not going to sleep until the day I die. I need to figure this out now. And then you just don't. And then it leaves your memory forever. Yep. Yeah, it's. Uh... <sighs> I don't know. So. I do want to say I'm a little anxious, Kyle. Why? Because you said you had a Larry David-esque situation that you wanted to talk to me, but you had to be careful. We don't have Jake anymore. He's been kind of our, hey, that can't be said, guy. Yeah. And now you're the, hey, that can't be said guy. And you're always the, hey, we can say anything guy as well. I'm the editor. Yeah, so we're playing a very dangerous game. So I want to know, is your brain firing on all cylinders right now i know you just woke up <sighs> oh also also oh, a few wow. things before we get into this we'll stretch it out a little bit now that you know it's coming up soon you know get ready but you got a haircut and a new microphone i'm a new man you're a whole, a whole new man so maybe you are gonna tiptoe around this carefully and not regret it afterwards the new kyle wouldn't do that we'll see <laughs> okay 
I'm fucking so, stressed. Okay. I want to start by saying this is heavily race related. Okay. Bad start. And <laughs> bad start. <laughs> Terrible start. I can't go anywhere from here. It's over. Okay. I should get off camera while you're saying it, so in case this does go bad, if there's a clip of it, I'm not involved. Let me let me try again. I'll, I'll start differently. One of my best friends here is black. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, it's like here. Oh, no, I got black friends. I can say it. <laughs> that's not good either. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a train wreck. You thought you could have done this successfully, and so far you struck it. You, you got two strikes, you got one more, and then we're moving on to the ultimatum or something. <laughs> so I was at a meeting with all of my friends the other day. No, just kidding. That's, that's <laughs> wow. Okay. That was a check swing. Okay. Okay. All right. Counts two and one. Seriously. One and two. I'm saying this up front that it's heavily, heavily race related and that my friend is black because this is it's important. I'm not just saying, hey, he's my white friend, he's my black friend. There's a reason that's this way. Okay. So my black friend, who's actually, I would say he's my best guy friend here now. Uh, it was his birthday last weekend. And uh, he invited me to his party. I went with Tika. And this is where I got to start tiptoeing. Well, okay, before I continue, can we actually talk about this? Why it's so sensitive to even say those words, like to even mention, for example, this party was basically half black, some white people and some Asian people. And I mm -hmm. feel nervous saying that. Should I say nervous saying that? No, I feel like it makes sense. It's we're in a state of just heightened awareness of like what people are saying in public forums, because you don't know who's going to take offense to it. You don't know who's going to overreact to it, or I'm not even saying people overreact to it, but you know, like I said, who might be like, that's not okay to say. Like, we don't know who's going to, I don't know. Right. And that's like, we, we might have talked about this before, so I apologize if we have, but, and, and this is something a lot of people talked about before, but it just, people are so quick to jump to thinking your intentions are bad to call you racist or, or hateful in other situations. And, and this is the whole argument where it's the words versus the intent. And I, I mean, you look at social media, Reddit or Instagram or something. If you even mention race, people call you a racist in any and facet. It's just, that word is just, it doesn't even mean anything anymore because people don't apply it to real racism. The, the, the amount of times it's used on real racism versus not racism is it, it's, it's not used correctly anymore. And even saying what I've said already, some people are probably saying he's racist for even knowing there's black people there. Like, yeah. Am I, am I saying anything worthwhile here? No, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's, um, it's just, in the times we live in, it's sensitive. So yeah. us as people, like we're two white guys, right? We don't feel like we have a right to talk about certain things because honestly, we don't. 
Like we can't say, oh, from this perspective, this is how it should be because it makes sense to me. Uh-huh. Right. So for us, even mentioning like race or who was there, what their ethnicity was, but it's one of those things where we're just scared at the moment because we don't know if it's going to offend someone, if it's coming from a place of ignorance, it's just us talking. Because that's that's another huge thing too. Some people will say things that aren't racist, but it comes from a place of ignorance. Like it's not inherently racist when a certain statement someone says, but they're just saying it from the brain of a white guy that's never had to deal with it, you know? Yes. That's almost worse. Not worse. <laughs> see that i don't think it's worse but it's just as bad as it's just as bad as you know being actually racist fuck no it's not it's just it's not not, as bad well yeah i guess but it's just it depends it depends on the stance you're making i guess if it's coming from an ignorant standpoint it's situational Maybe it depends on if you can be swayed, because if, if you're ignorant but open, then I don't think there's any crime there at all, uh, depending on what you said. If, if you said something that's, that's pretty rough, maybe someone can correct you or something, but compare that to saying something racist, like, you are bad because you're this color, that's so different. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Maybe I just got a little carried away there. I was trying to make a clip. Yeah, I was trying well, to get no. a clip for the TikTok. I'm glad you said it, though, because I feel like that's kind of the space I was occupying in this situation. I think, and I'll get into the situation, but I think I was kind of put in that box as the ignorant white boy that shouldn't be talking. Um, And I felt it was unfair. But so even, and you made a really good point, too, about how we're sensitive even talking telling what happened that's the crazy part so when i tell the story i'm gonna try to say just facts and no opinions on anything else if i just stick to the facts that can't be bad right see that's even tough too because it depends it all depends on the facts the facts that you're saying and what you're saying that that all depends too, because some people see things as fact that maybe aren't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Kyle. I'm just scared. That's all. Well, I, I think the setup has made it. It can't possibly be as bad as the setup. So. Yeah. No. We've we've totally. Yeah. This has been a whole. It's not like I started a race fight or anything. So yeah. It's, it's not that bad. So what happened after you burned the cross? <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. So I'll just, I'll let you go with it. (laughs) All right. So we get there, and uh, my friend is named Femi. I I really, me and him are pretty close. Uh, I met him at the gym. Great dude. I'm saying this to up my credit now with the community. (laughs) He'll be on the next episode. (laughs) Um. And he, he kind of welcomes us, thanks us for our gifts. And then there's an indoor uh, area and an outdoor area. And it's actually 
segregated the party. Uh, it's totally black people inside and totally non-black people outside. I didn't do that, but uh, that's what it is. So we kind of mingle around a little bit. We go outside for a little bit and then we go inside for a little bit. And actually inside is harder, not because of the race, but because of the sitting position. So outside is like a pool and there's, you can sit on the ground or whatever, but inside it's a couch. So um, I'm with Tika the whole time. And we had to be like, oh, can we sit there? So now it's just me and Tika and everybody else is black. And I've met two of them before um, at, uh, at Femi's other thing. <clears throat> and I, I really like them. It's like, it's a couple. Um, and anyway, we're sitting there and, oh man, this is so hard. I'm so scared. I feel like I've already made a mistake. Should we start the episode over? If it's this, I mean, usually you're a talk first and then edit out later kind of guy, huh. you know? So the fact that you're this. Well, I use the word them, but should I use the word them about people in general or not only? That's okay, right? I don't know. <laughs> See, this is not good. I don't know. This is, I don't. <laughs> Maybe this is an off air story. Oh, we're going to get canceled. You're gonna get canceled just, just for even admitting there's different people in the world. All right, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna collect myself, and I'm gonna lose the fear. Nothing bad happened. Okay. So normal situation, me and Tika are sitting on the couch. Tika is Asian, I am Caucasian, and we got three black people, couple, and a single woman, and just normal conversation. I think I said, how do you guys know each other? And the, uh, the guy of the couple, he's, oh, no, no, let me back up. We can cut this out. Okay. They're, they're talking about, uh, the couple and, and the woman are talking about uh, meeting online somehow. Uh, and I said, oh, so how did you guys meet online? It's through Facebook? How? And, and he goes, oh, we have a group making a, uh, but he's actually making a joke. He says, we black people have a group. It's not for you. And everybody laughs. I laugh too. Um, and and they, they kind of move on. And then I'm like, wait, seriously? Yeah, well, <laughs> and, I'm sure you're curious. Yeah. yeah, and he says, no, there is. Yeah, there's a, there's a group of uh, black people here in uh, Indonesia. And that's how we meet each other. We're from the same background. There's not many of us traveling. And uh, that's, that's how we meet each other. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I think I asked maybe another question like, oh, is that how you met Femi too? Something like that. But uh, the conversation was kind of, I think this guy is kind of talking about race a lot. And he dropped the N-bomb like a minute later, just calling out to one of his friends. And then when he did that, he, he turns to me and go, goes, don't get offended, don't get offended. I was like, why would I get offended? I, I think that's because he's kind of pointing out cancel culture almost. Like, I feel like a lot of the people that are complaining for people are just like white people on Twitter. It could be. I, I, that's so, exactly what I think it is. Because why else? Yeah, that, that has to be it. It could be. And, and this is the really hard part of the story because I wanted to stick to facts and not get into my feelings about what was going on. But in order to explain why what 
kind of impossible, but the, I did end up getting this feeling of being, like I said, kind of put in that box of not one of us. Yeah. Um, oh, and I should mention too that um, when, <clears throat> when, the, when the group got mentioned, they said to Tika, oh, you can join because Tika's darker. It's kind yeah. of a joke. So it's yeah. like, actually the mood was kind of jovial. It was, it was fun. But there, and, and this is uh, one other thing happened too where I got this feeling. So I think they mentioned that they met that day, the couple and the other girl. They met, they met like that same day. Um, and another guy came over and they started talking about, oh, do you remember that time we went to that place? We should do another trip. And uh, they were all talking like, yeah, let's go to this island very close by. And they asked this girl like, oh, do you want to go to the island with us? And it was just very clear that Tika and I were not involved in that. And the thing is, I've met those uh, the couple, I met them before and we had a good conversation. And the other guy, I met him several times. And I think they just met that girl that day. And they're making so, like vacation plans. So you understand like this isn't like a, an intimate thing. So right, this is clearly like a, hey, let's get to. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So, I mean, I'm not going to blame or, or whatever, but it did feel very like we are not part of this. Um, yeah. And I just, I ended up getting the feeling that the guy didn't like me. And um, again, this is kind of in my head, but uh, later on, and this is, uh, we're getting to the kind of the climax of the story. Um, and I'm going to come off so bad. <laughs> oh, no, no, I got, I got to back up too. I got to back up too. So he's explaining the group uh, of, of black people in Bali. And he says, um, He's saying, oh, it's only for us. You can't join. But then he, he kind of comes back on it and he says, no, I'm just kidding. Anyone can join. And I, I think I said in somewhere in there, I was like, well, really? Is, is nobody else allowed to join? Maybe it was those types of questions for me. Yeah. That kind of, I don't know. It, you were just inquisitive. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yes. a, dude, stop taking me so seriously. Maybe, yeah. And, and, and he said, like, no, anyone can join, but da 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 so that, that's important. Uh, anyway, end of the party. Uh, Tika and I are leaving, and they're going to go to some bar. And um, I'm saying bye to everybody. I say bye to these people. And I get to the couple, and I say, hey, we're, we're out of here. And they said, oh, you going to the, the place afterwards? And I said, no. And then the guy said something under his breath. And this is the part I – it sucks because it's totally from my perception. I don't even – I didn't even hear what he said. But it sounded like unga boonga or something like that. And I said, huh? And then he made another comment to his girlfriend and she, like I, that I definitely couldn't hear. It wasn't to me at all. And then she kind of gave him the look like, no, don't, don't. Yeah. Like it was weird, whatever it was. And it sucks because I can't even be sure that I perceived it right. Maybe my perception was. Yeah. Especially the way you described the night, it seems like you almost had this feeling of this guy doesn't like me. So no matter what he muttered under his breath, he could have said, love your haircut. And you were like, right. why doesn't he like me, dude? You know? Could have been. And that's, that's, the, that's the concession that I'm willing to make, that I could be wrong. But I'm pretty damn sure it was something at my expense. It really felt like that. And I, I could be wrong, but if I had to bet, I would bet pretty heavily on that. Um, 
anyway, this is where we get to the Larry David part because right now I'm in George's shoes on Seinfeld. I just feel like, I feel a little bit, I don't know, I feel like in Seinfeld, George would always feel slighted somehow. And then he would do something to like prove the hypocrisy. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you maybe cut in here? Because I can't remember any specific examples, but you know what I'm talking about with George's character? I only watched like the first two seasons of Seinfeld, and then I started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm over again because it just made mm-hmm. me want to watch Curb. So I've never actually watched all of Seinfeld, so I can't think of any specific examples. So throughout Seinfeld, George is this, is this very neurotic guy who takes personal offenses real or imagined very seriously and for example there's one episode where he's trying to buy a candy bar from a vending machine and it gets stuck and then the next guy buys the same one but he gets two and george just can't handle it and the rest of the episode is george trying to prove that the guy stole his candy bar so he'll just take everything really seriously and he'll do these subtle things anyway later on after the party i think tika and i were talking about it and then and then we somehow thought about the Facebook group. And he said, oh, anybody could join. And uh, I joined the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. How did Tika perceive it? Did she perceive it as something like kind of negative towards you that he said under his breath? Or he wasn't there. She didn't hear that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you joined the group. And I thought, well, I don't know, 50-50. Am I going to get accepted or not? It is, it's a group for black people, but he said anybody could join. So I clicked join and, uh, about an hour later I was accepted. Yeah. Ah, damn this, the punchline didn't go well. This is going to be an awesome, awful story, (laughs) but, uh, but I think it has an important message though. Yeah, I do. Because the way you felt, imagine shoes are on the other foot, say, in Coventry High School, where it was predominantly white, how do you think, you know, the non-white students felt in our school? Probably the same that you felt in that situation. Just kind of like, oh, I'm not accepted. I'm not the same. I mean, I think it's got kind of an important message because not many people where I'm from can really relate to that. It's kind of, a, oh, hey, we all look the same. So, cool. But you know, you're in a situation where a lot of people that are non-white are in on a regular basis, depending on where they are, obviously. Um, so you kind of felt what those people feel. Maybe that gave you more of an understanding. Did you say those people? I realized I said that. I didn't mean it like that. You know, I, there was a good point that I was making, Kyle. It was, it was an excellent point. No, it, yeah, I but you were in, right. you were, the people that feel like ostracized, that's what I was saying. Those people that feel ostracized, whatever race they are, if they're out, uh, they're not, you know, in the majority, how it feels. And I feel like us as white guys don't have that feeling very often. And you had that feeling. That's the point I was trying to make. No, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And it's, um, well, maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a great example because of what you're saying, and um, maybe that's the racism that exists these days—the racism that you can't even prove. Um, because, for example, and, and I'm fully conceding right now that I don't even know there was racism there. I just I just felt like Tika and I aren't black, 
so we're not involved in their group. That that's the feeling I got, right? So yeah. maybe I'm to- maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe it had nothing to do with our race, but maybe that feeling of exclusion, what you're talking about, maybe that's what's going on these days. Because nowadays, unless you're talking about online trolls that will say whatever because they're not afraid, they're online. But real life racism is is fairly rare, I think. But but maybe maybe that feeling is uh, is what's going on more. It is that, those that things subtle feeling. Yeah, yeah, those things that aren't very obvious. You know, oh, we picked this guy for the job. It's, mm. It doesn't say this is why we did it. It's not very ex- like explicit reasons why they did it, but it could be in the back of their head or, you know, stuff like that. And maybe that's why, I mean, we've talked about it before, where people like kind of hurl mean insults at people that they don't really know. Why do they go to that most hurtful thing like appearance? You know, like when someone's having an argument and they immediately go to race, weight, height, because that's all they know about the person. So maybe that's why you were assuming this is all they know about me. So it has to be this. True. So that was the easiest option for why you felt you weren't accepted into a group or like welcomed with open arms, rather. That was the easiest answer. That's the one that springs to mind. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So we, I cut you off before the Larry David situation for that speech there. No, so, that is the Larry David situation. It's just uh, that I, that I kind of felt ostracized. And then my George reaction was to join the, join the fairly group. exclusive group. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was really funny. Um, no, that, did you take a look at the other members of the group? We scrolled for a minute and there was, yeah, I think I'm the only one Mm. as far as I can see. So Um, now you're in a spot where you feel like you should probably leave the group because, you know. Well, I answered a couple questions and I liked a few posts. Okay. So you're contributing. But if someone asks you to leave, don't put up a fight. Just say, I get it. Oh, they can can just kick me if they want. Yeah, that's true. But it, uh, so I want to go back into the, like the, yeah, the, the Larry David part. Turns out the guy of, of the couple is one of the administrators of the group. Okay. So he's likely the one that approved me. And I was just thinking, and, and again, it's a really good George example because a lot of the time it is all in his head. Maybe it's, maybe this is not reality at all, but that's what's going in my head. I'm just thinking, Maybe he didn't want to approve me, but he knew he had to because of what he said earlier. Like, oh, it's it's not an inclusive group. No, just kidding. It is an inclusive group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe if that conversation never happened and, and somebody who's white tried to join, they would just say no. Yeah. Right? So I just thought it was kind of funny for that reason. No, it is. But me and you are very over analytical people. Mm. Like we overthink about certain situations where most people wouldn't think about it at all. It's just like, oh, I, oh, cool. He liked me. Could have been as simple as that, you know, but we have to think, oh, is this why? You know, I don't know. And that's part of the reason Seinfeld was so successful because I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, we're not alone. There's degrees of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I, 
I think I take it to the extreme sometimes with the, oh, they're doing this because of that. And it's not, not a good, healthy way to live because it can damage relationships. Oh, yeah. Friendships, intimate work, stuff like that. And it's, it can close you off to people, too, because the funny thing is, and uh, about the guy, the kind of the main character of the story, the first time I met him, I really did like him a lot. And even this time, I was... When you're at a party and you don't know a lot of people, you kind of gravitate towards the people that you like talking to. Yeah, oh, that's familiar. Already. I'm going to go... Yeah. I sought him out a few times because we had a really good conversation the first time we met. And I even kind of kicked myself for not exchanging <laughs> contacts with him the first time we met. Um, and then after this kind of thing where I felt slighted a couple times, it's... Uh, I mean, I hope it doesn't go that way, but I do feel like, mm, you know, like if we met again, it could definitely go the other way. We could be friends, um, I hope, but it kind of left that taste in my mouth of, uh, eh. I honestly don't think he's given it a second thought. And I know he's a loyal listener. Yeah. So he's going to be, he'll have a conversation with you about this. All right, well, let's go back because the only concrete thing I can say about is the, the trip they were planning. And uh, so let me kind of paint a picture, right? You got an L-shaped couch. You know what? I want to take a moment here and say Michelle's been bugging me for so long to get an L-shaped couch, and she doesn't listen anymore, I don't think. But They're real nice. They're so nice. Yeah, but I, just, I got a nice recliner, you know? I go back. Yep. It's super comfortable. That's the one I fell asleep in before I came in here. So it it's is a good... nice, but it doesn't provide you the cuddling opportunities that I'm sure your lovely wife would appreciate. The L shape? I mean, you're saying the reclining couch that I have doesn't offer cuddling opportunities? Oh, it's not separated, right? No, 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 no. It's oh, a. You got what you need then. It's a couch. Yeah, that it's ample cuddling opportunities. My, my mistake. Yes. So check yourself. Okay, so we got the L shaped couch, right? Yep. Now. We're smack dab in the middle, me and Tika. The couple is on this prong of the L. Tika and I are, I'm sitting in the corner, right? That's the best, at a party, best seat in the house, probably. That's my favorite seat, absolutely. Best seat in the house. Now, the, the girl that they just met that day, I believe, is at the other end. So they're across from each other, right? Now, the other guy who I've met several times, um, and we're on good terms, He's coming over and he's right behind Tika. So they're here. He's there. They got to talk across me and Tika to kind of plan this trip. And oh, uh, when the they're worst. kind of, yeah, they're kind of saying like, oh, w- would you be interested in coming? But it's just directed straight at the woman right past me and Tika. And this talk continued for a couple minutes. And, um, I don't know. I've been on both ends of that type of situation. I could not imagine being so like obviously non-inclusive. It would, I don't know. Is that just me? No, something I do. If I notice someone is kind of just on the outskirts of a conversation and not confident enough to like come into it or, you know, came in at an awkward time, I try to work them into it. So they feel like they're there. But not everyone does well, that. That's something I've worked on. That's not just well, a normal thing. This isn't even thing. a conversation, though. I mean, we were involved in the conversation. This is them planning a trip. Yeah, they're saying, 
we would like to go to this island. Oh, that sounds awesome. Hey, would you be interested in going to this trip? Me and Tika are right here. Yeah, they just didn't even think about adding you. And, and, and if it was just that, right? So they're saying, yeah, let's go on a trip again. Okay. But they invited her and not us. And it just, it just felt very on purpose. In um, order to give a fair judgment of the situation, I would have to be there. I'd have to know the tone of the conversation, you know, leading up to the invite. It's. The, I understand you're trying to be as impartial as possible, but you gotta, you gotta admit the way I've described it, unless I'm getting something wrong, it is fairly damning. No, I would say in the way that you're describing it, you are correct. But mm. hold on, I dropped something. Um, the way you're describing it, you are correct. It seems like kind of a slight, like why weren't we invited? Mm. But seeing things from an outside perspective is important because you have those ideas in your head, especially with you feeling kind of ostracized before that event even happened. That could affect the way you're feeling about this invite. There's a few things that happened that led up to this that could make you feel that way. It's important. At the very least, I would say it was very impolite. Perhaps not racially motivated. I'll admit that. Perhaps racially motivated. Perhaps that, not. That's on the card. It's but on the at table. At the very least, very impolite. That's, I'll leave it at that. And uh, that type of thing, it will stick with me. That's, that, that, that's all I want to say is uh, you're in that type of situation. I would at least maybe refrain from talking about it. Like, oh, yeah, we'll plan it later. Yeah, or, like even if you if you don't want someone involved in plans, don't make them in front of them. That's what I'm saying. Yes, that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, because it, and this is a, I just thought of it from the other perspective. It's actually kind of um, I kind of admire it a little bit that he didn't have that um, that kind of weakness because I guess if I was him and I found like sometimes you get you just find yourself in that talk already and you go fuck now I yep. got to invite them. And I'm sure you're the same as me. I already know it. You'd be like, hey, do you want to come too? Just because you want to be polite. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. you might find yourself in a trip with people you don't even like just because you were trying to be polite. So some part of me does admire that he didn't feel that social pressure the way I did. You got to respect it because, speaking of Larry David, it's Larry David move. Don't want them to David. come. Not going to ask them to come. Just going to ask the person I want to come. Mm -hmm. So I think deep down... Larry David's the kind of guy I want to be, but I can't. Just the yeah. uh, say what I really want. Not even say what I want, but as far as like, a, hey, you know, that's stupid, you know. Just point things out that are obvious that you're not supposed to point out. You know, Pete's been watching it, actually, and he brought up an episode recently where it was Ben Stiller's character and he had a birthday party. He's, don't bring gifts. Don't bring gifts. Obviously, everyone still brings gifts. Larry doesn't bring a gift. Like, we all want to be that guy. Hey, you said not to bring a gift. What do you mean? Why, why would I bring a gift? You told me not to bring a gift. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was actively practicing that for a while, a couple of years ago. That's, a, that's a, I know, like, in some cases, it's all right. But in most cases, if you've seen the whole series, you don't want to practice to be Larry David. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe not, maybe not that, but that type of thing where you do just speak your mind and you do do what you want to do. Yeah. I, I really admire that. And, and whenever I fail to do that, I feel 
bad about myself. Yeah. If I, if I kind of give in because of I'm trying to please someone else more than me. And that's, I mean, that's one of the central part. That's, that's what the story about me, me as a kid was about. <clears throat> that's one of the central things about my character is I, I do do that. And uh, I'm always trying to fight against that. So yeah, I, I totally admire that. Yeah. I think it is good to be direct, you know, um, mm. even in your case, say if the people that were going on that vacation didn't really want you on that vacation and you did go on the vacation, it would have not been as enjoyable for all parties involved. You know, so being direct and avoiding that polite, oh, you should come. It avoids mm. it for everybody. You know, it isn't polite, but if you're not really wanted there and it's not going to be the same vibe as it would be, and it might not be as great for everyone. That's true. And now I'm just thinking <clears throat> the real, uh, <clears throat> perhaps the, the real Larry David thing would have been to just be like, we're right here. You're not going to invite us. You know, it's a kind yeah. of call it out. Yeah, that's the Larry David thing. Sounds yeah. nice. I don't know why and, we weren't asked. And then just see where it goes. I don't know where that goes. It, it could have led to something funny. It could have led to something real. Yeah. Uh, but instead, I'm here talking about it for an hour with you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that would have been pretty ballsy. But message him. I didn't do it. Ask to go on the vacation. Say that vacation sounded cool. Is there a reason why we weren't invited? Yeah. Do that. See where it goes. Report back next week. That now. Did you say you're going to do that now? Uh, it's too late for that now. Oh, I thought you said I'm going to do that now. And then you reached down and I was like, holy shit, he's going to do it right now. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's the story. Uh, it definitely, I didn't know how it was going to go. No, I think that was, that was fine. But it kind of relates back to the thing you were saying where we kind of have to be careful because we're not sure. We don't want to sound like ignorant assholes. So, you know, being careful about certain conversations is okay. Um, but I think it did have an important message overall. The thing I pointed out earlier, where now you know, yeah, yeah shoes on the other foot. Well, to be fair, I've been living in non yeah. countries for a few years. So, yeah, it's, it's not rare. Really not but for people where I'm from, very rare. I don't know if maybe part of the reason I felt like that is because I've been in that situation a lot, but I haven't felt like that a lot. Oh, maybe that is, no, that's a good point. I don't know. That's, that's kind of going back into it and kind of like trying to give myself credit and my viewpoint credit, which maybe we don't want to do, but it really did feel like that. And usually, yeah, no, I'll stop right there. I'll stop right there. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I don't think it was too touchy of a story. It's just how you felt in a certain situation. And I think we should be able to talk about how we feel in certain situations. Thank you for giving me that safe space, Chris. Yeah, this is a safe space. If you're feeling triggered, you know, not safe, mm. we should have a safe word. Like what? Don't know. Moving on. Hmm. I couldn't think of one quick enough. I should have thought of one before I suggested having one. That would have been the pro move, but... Well, that's like an example of what we are talking about earlier with memory, where you can just remember things, but if someone tells you to try to remember something, you can't. And right now, 
try to think of a word, all of a sudden your mind goes blank. It's weird. Yeah. There was actually a clip online the other day I saw where the show is actually pretty funny. I forgot what it's called. It's like street talks with someone where he just kind of walks up to random people and starts asking them questions. But he walks up to someone really aggressively and goes, think of a woman. Name a woman. Name a woman. And I'll give you $20. Name a woman. And she goes, what? What? Like any woman? Like could not think of a woman's name to say. Uh, so, yeah. Is that the whole thing? That, or is that just one segment? That's one segment of what they're doing. But they did that at yeah. one point and it was... I'll try to, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, because what he was doing is he just put that woman in the in the fight or flight mode. And when you're in that mode, you can't think or behave in the way you normally can. Yeah, that's why I love panicking. when people are like, oh, if I got like if I was Chris Rock, hmm. I would have punched. Well, it's like, have you ever been hit in the face? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I hate doing the oh, what would you do in that situation? I don't know. I haven't been in it. Yeah. So it's one of those, if I get hit, am I going to freeze? Am I going to piss my pants? Like, what's going to happen? I don't know. I've never been in that situation. So when people say, oh, I would have kicked his ass. It's like, you may have curled up in a ball. Probably. Yeah. Too. Pr- probably. Yeah. I, uh, I, I listened to this really awesome podcast Brian Callen did a few years ago with, um, I think it was a stuntman, but he was talking about this exactly. And he was saying, that you have to be trained at that level of mental stimulation in order to act at that mental level of stimulation. And he would talk about how a lot of police officers that haven't been in that type of situation, they'll have all the training. They'll have the, the, the ranges there, whatever. But um, the first time they're actually in a situation where they got to use their gun, they have so many cases where they were completely unable to remember to remove the safety. They broke the, the tendons in their fingers just trying to fire. Um, they couldn't, they, 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 their brain couldn't work and calm them down enough to remove the, the trigger. In the same way, um, a lot of situations, people forget how to dial 911 in an emergency yeah. situation. There's yeah. a lot of instances of that. So uh, that's just exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, your brain just goes blank. Yeah, so when you're seeing that situation, you say, I would have done this. No, you probably wouldn't have. Unless you've been in that exact situation before and you've been trained, you would probably do what you just said, which is freeze and piss yourself and do nothing. Have you ever been in a situation opposite of that where it was like something, I don't know, for example, I was driving one day and I dropped my phone. I leaned down to grab it. I looked up, there was a car very close to me and I instinctually slammed on the brakes, swerved in the other lane and then was fine. But it was like a very, if I had looked up a split second later, who knows if I would be here right now. No bullshit. I was doing 70 going into a dead stop car. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So have you ever had a moment like that where you instinctually just became James Bond? Because that's the only thing I can think of for me. Everything else, I'd probably piss myself. But it was just like that quick. I've had that similar type of situation driving. Yeah. Um, well, you don't but, even think of it. You just yeah. react with what you know. Yeah. And it feels like luck afterwards. Uh, did you have the feeling afterwards where you're like, 
nervous and thinking about what could have happened and kind of blaming yourself. I always have that after those types of situations. I still think about that situation. Yeah. That was years ago. Yep. Because, like, Michelle was in the car. I think, like, what if I just killed my wife because I had to grab my phone on the floor because I was driving. I'm responsible for it. I still think about that. How did she react in the moment? She was fine. She was like, oh, shit. That's it. Yeah, she was, like, very cool about it. Yeah. Like, oh, close call. Thank God we're alive. Yeah, and I would do the same thing, too, if somebody else was driving. Uh, that's that's what I would do. Oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. But but if you do it, you're going to be thinking about it for years. Yeah. I mean, even if I was in, because I'm pretty high alert when I'm in someone's car as it is, I get, it's. I'm not, like, physically feeling anxiety when I'm in someone else's car, but I'm always thinking, Oh, you're driving a little fast. Well, you're breaking a little late. Like that's con- that's constantly going on in my mind when I'm in the passenger seat. I do not like being a passenger in a car. Unless it's with mm. someone I trust. I don't know why, but I just don't trust other people's judgment. And to a fault. Uh, I hate driving with people like you. But I don't say it out loud. I just freak out internally. You could probably feel it though. Maybe. No, I it's not very obvious. Like I'm not like grabbing the fucking yeah yeah i'm like just in the passenger seat it's not very a bad accident no Uh, because sometimes that's what causes it yeah no i haven't ever been in like a terrible accident or anything i just it's always on my mind Mm. and i will say with michelle it's awful because she She's everywhere but on the road when she's driving. Mm. You know, look, oh, look at that house. Oh, dog. She fulfills the stereotype. She's got ADD. I mean, it just, I can't do it. Like, I find myself physically hitting the brakes from the passenger seat. I The non-brakes oh, wow. in the passenger seat, I, I'm like, like, my foot will go where the brake is if I were to be sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> it's it's uh, driver's training cars where you have your own set of brake and, and steering wheel on your side. Yeah, I wish I had something where every time I got in someone else's car, I would set up, like, a steering wheel and then put my pedals down. I'm like, all right, we're good to go. Ten and six, or ten and two. Ten and two. Ten so and why six. would she ever be driving then? Uh, why, why don't you just do it all the time? Uh, I would say 90% of the time I do. But there are sometimes like oh, I'm tired, like too tired to be nervous. That's what she drives. For the most part, or you know, if I'm like, oh, I had a couple of drinks, she's got to drive because I had a couple of drinks, and then I don't care. I'm like, yeah, speed it up. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't. I don't care at all. If it's like after a night out, whoever's driving, you know, you do you. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like the booze lowering your inhibition type deal. We talked yeah, about it with me and soccer anything. before. Like, I, I'm not, I'm more open when I play if I have like a shot before because it's like a beer league. Oh, let's get an uh, injury update on you. How you doing? S- still there. <laughs> Fuck. Still there. I um, I do little stretches. I'm doing these. I looked up. I just googled sports hernia rehab exercises and i do those not as often as i should but um i'll try to do like a quick jog and i find myself being able to go a little faster 
um, when I'm jogging. Before it was, uh, I can do more than a, a little bit more than a, like a brisk walk. And then it was, oh, I can push off a little bit, but there's still like, I'll get to that point where I hit a wall and I can't go any faster than that. Because of pain. Yes. And it almost feels like I physically can't. Like it almost like a, I'll go to push off and I feel that just shooting pain through my lower ab groin area. But I do have a doctor's appointment May 5th. One week, I think. Really? Because I got to request it off. Wow. Uh, I'm a bad employee. Yeah, one week. Wow. All right. Well, I got to figure that out. Oh, you know what I was doing today? <laughs> I was stoned and we went to uh, Walmart and Home Depot. We we're just looking at like ideas for outside of the house now that the nice weather's coming. And I thought I was cracking up, like dying laughing at myself because anytime we'd come up to like a grill or something manly, I'd whistle and then start opening the doors of the grill, checking it out and just going, buddy, like just being the typical guy. And I thought that was so funny. It's probably not that funny at all, but I was whistling at like power tools, grills, you know, just man stuff and acting like I was really interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. That's a uh, home improvement. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You're being Tim Allen for a little while. Yeah. I mean, it was overkill. Michelle was just like, honey, stop. At one point, I did it to a power tool and she goes, Christopher. And we walk around the corner and there's some guy looking. And I just laughed because he probably expected a five-year-old to walk around the corner, like a mom disciplining a kid. Yeah. Like I was being <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> Stop. She was doing it jokingly, but I'm sure the guy thought he expected a kid to be acting up. And it was a 30 going on 31 year old man. I wonder if Tim Allen ever got canceled. Seems oh, like dude. Tim Allen? Yeah. Santa Claus? Did he get canceled? He was, you know about him like smuggling coke and stuff, right? Oh, I feel like I forgot it. I think I knew it and I forgot. Yeah, before he like hit big in acting, he got caught smuggling drugs over the U.S. border. Oh, this was a long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, he got caught smuggling drugs. Look up his mugshot. He reformed and then got big. Yeah, and I'm pretty. I saw someone retweet something he said the other day, and it was pretty far right. So he's not afraid to let it fly. How Tim Allen went from co- cocaine trafficking criminal yep. to home improvement star. <laughs> yeah, wow. imagine. Like, how do you get out of jail for that? Like, I'm watching Ozark right now. You're doing serious time if you're doing that. Oh wow, dude, his mugshot is—he's got a big mustache. Hell of a mustache. He looks like he's trafficking drugs. He does. Yeah. That's how they found him. It wasn't even like a dog or anything. It was like, hey, you look like someone that might have drugs in your trunk. Oh, yeah. So um, my dad's pretty pretty tinfoil hat-ish, too. Yeah? I feel like oh, a yeah. lot of dads are. Yeah, we had a big tinfoil hat discussion last night. Yeah. Fox News guy? Uh, I think <laughs> I'm, just... I'm, not, I'm not sure. No, it's that, that Shane Gillis joke. I got a Fox News dad. You don't want a Fox News mom. Fox News mom smokes in the house. <laughs> no, he's not, a, he's not a Fox News mom. But okay. uh, He did say, um, how did Tower 7 go down? 
<laughs> How many drinks was were involved by the time you got to Tower Seven talk? I think that was on the first one, so it wasn't. It was not a drunk thing. I like it. Yeah, and and I say that with kind of laughing, but I'm right there with him. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. You're like I've said it. <laughs> like I, I finally have a microphone. I can. Yeah, you should have dropped it, and I would just we ended the episode there. We are at an hour and four minutes. I am very tired. Yeah, this kind of flew by, though. This kind of flew by. It didn't feel like we've been going for an hour. I think the race talk uh, really. Uh, yeah, the... my adrenaline is pumping, and it will be until Monday when we release at five o'clock. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I think that was completely fine, and it had a good message to it. But the Patreon listeners will get it as soon as possible. Patreon listeners will probably get it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm working from home because I have the flu. Yep. So I will upload it in the morning. I'm not going to wait for it to convert tonight. Also, Michelle and I will be releasing episode two very soon because there's a little bit of an update. Excellent. So thank you guys for tuning in. Patreon, Tito Bulls, Kyle Cast, AX. Is there an AX at the end of yours? ATX. ATX. Kyle Cast isn't even around anymore. Make it doubly Kyle or something, and maybe I'll make mine doubly Chris. It'll be super cute. Can I change that? Change what? Your Instagram handle? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, since I've known you, I've changed mine. It was just like my name before, and now it's Tito Bulls. Oh, okay. I'm going to make mine Tito Bulls, too. Yeah, you, at Tito Bulls on Instagram if you want to follow me, at Tito Bulls on Instagram if you want to follow Kyle. His is with a zero instead of an O in Tito. Yeah, and Patreon.com, YouTube, subscribe, thumbs up, comment, download. Yes. Thank you, bye. Kyle, don't leave rudely this time. This is life being bound to love.